Today's daf is Kedushin Dav Choftes. We are at the Mishnah, about 10 lines from the top of Dav Choftes Amid Aleph. Today's daf is being learned as a schus refuah shalema for Yosi ben Rachel, Chaya Mushka, Bas Chana Chava, Kela Pnina Bas Blima, and Shmaryo Yosef Chaim ben Rivka Rachel. So, today's daf is one of the most famous daf in Chas. It definitely requires an asterisk. In the world of raid, it's hafachba v'hafachba dekulaba. The truth is, it's not just today's daf. It's tomorrow's daf, and the daf after that, and the daf after that. So this week, leading up to the Yom Ha'iroim, as far as daf Yomi goes, is literally as good as it gets. And without any further introduction, Zokdehilam Gemishna, kol mitzvahs haben al ha'av, all mitzvahs that a father is obligated to do for his son. Anoshim chayovim, men are obligated, anoshim turos, and women are potter. Meaning, any mitzvah that a parent needs to do for his child applies only to fathers, it doesn't apply to mothers. Bechol mitzvahs of alaben, and all mitzvahs that children need to do for their parents, echad anoshim ve'echad anoshim chayovim. Then there's no difference between men and women. They're both obligated to do whatever it is towards their parents. Look the Mishnah. Any mitzvah saseh that's a zmangirama, a noshem chayavim, the noshem peturos. The whole mitzvah saseh shaloy a zmangirama, echad a noshem, echad a noshem chayavim. Men and women are both chayat in mitzvah saseh she'en azmangirama. However, as relates to a mitzvah saseh she'azmangirama, only men are chayat. Women are potter. You can see where the raid may start flourishing. B'chol mitzvah sloi saseh. And all mitzvah sloi saseh. Ben shaz mangaromo, ben shaloi has mangaromo. It doesn't matter whether the loi saseh is his mangaromo or it's a loi has mangaromo. Echad ha'anoshim ve'echad ha'anoshim chayovim. Men and women are always chayim. In other words, even though women are potter from all mitzvah saseh shaz mangaromo. But when it comes to loi saseh, then we don't discriminate. And it doesn't matter if it's as mangaromo or if it's not as mangaromo. Women are always going to be chayim. As if to say, women are chayev in all mitzvahs loy saseh. Stating that, the Mishnah says there are three exceptions to the rule. Chutz mi bal takif, the iser payas applies to men, not to women. Ubal tashchis, the iser to shave with a razor applies to men and doesn't apply to women. Ubal tatamal a mason, a koyen is not allowed to be metamal to a mace, but it's only a male koyen. A female koyen does not have that iser. So this Mishnah is very, very easy to read. As far as rate goes, there's so much here. And we're going to jump into the Gemara. But before we start, why are we learning this Mishnah now? What's Pashim Shah? And the truth is, the paper trail of Masechtis Kedushin is a little bit tricky. Masechtis began dealing with the laws of Kedushin. And we had two weeks of Dafin that dealt with coarse sugis in Masechtis Kedushin. And then we took a left turn. We went from talking about an Isha to talking about an Evet. First an Evet Ivri, and then an Amo Ivriya, and then an Evet Knani. And then from there we went to talk about a Behem Agasa, a Behem Adaka, Nechassan Sheyesh Ben Achrayis, Nechassan Sheyem Ben Achrayis. Now, the Cheshbin was that the Masechta started talking about how you koina an Isha. So we digress, and we talk about how you are koina other things, such as Abadim, such as Karka, such as Metatlan. But this Mishnah is a little bit tricky. This Mishnah doesn't talk about Kinyonim. It talks about Mitzvahs. Mitzvahs Aben Alav, Mitzvahs Aven Aben, Mitzvahs Aseh Shaz Mangaroma, Mitzvahs Aseh Sheinaz Mangaroma. 
Mitzvah's loisa says, so what's Pashup Shat? So the Ritva asks the Kasha, and the Ritva says that the Hodik Tanila Rebbe Lahamasti Zahacha. The reason Rebbe taught this Mishnah right here, Mestaberly, I think in Svara, Mishun the Mitzvah's Hamutalis Allah of Lasley's been Lebnoi, Diktani Beresha. Because the first halacha that the Mishnah says was that there are certain Mitzvah's that a father is obligated to do for his son. And Chodaminayu, as we're going to see in a minute, one of those Mitzvah's are Lahasia Isha. For a father to marry off his son. Kidim Farish Bimazisa. Like the Gemara is going to bring him a Furish Abraisa. So, so, really, the reason we're learning this Mishnah is because, ironically, we're returning to our regular program. We're going back to Mesechtis Kedushin. What does this have to do with Kedushin? Because the first halacha is going to have a Kedushin element. Now, we're going to immediately die. This is one of the quickest digressions ever. So we come back literally for a fleeting second, and then we have digression after digression. Either way, the Mishnah began. Kol mitzvahs haben al ha'av. Anoshim chayavim v'noshim pturos. So we teach the Mishnah that, the Mishnah say that any mitzvah that a father is obligated to do for a child, it applies to fathers and it doesn't apply to mothers. That taich was based on the maskana of the Gemara that we're about to learn. But really, if you read the words, it's a little bit ambiguous. Kol mitzvahs haben alo'av, it's not so clear. And the Gemara now in real time is going to try to work out what's Poshib shot in that line of the Mishnah. My kol mitzvahs have been alav. What does this even mean? Eli the kol mitzvahs. The mechayev brolemed la'abo. Does the Mishnah mean that any mitzvah that a child is obligated to do for his father? And if that's the case, what the Mishnah is saying is noshim pturois. Women are potter. Can't be because fatanya we learned in a So what would be a classic example of a mitzvah that a child has to do for his parent? The mitzvah of kibbutz of ein, the mitzvah of yiras of ein. Now we have a brayser in that parsha. It says in the Torah, "Ish imay va'aviv tiro ve'shapsoisait tishmoiru ani Hashem eloikecha." So the brayser says, "Ish in the ish ish minayim." How do you know that it's not just an ish, a man that has an obligation to fear his parents, but a woman does as well? Kshoyim ish imay va'aviv tiro. It says, "Ish imay va'aviv tiro," and tiro is a loshin rabim. Harekan shnayim. We're obviously talking to two people. Who's the other person? Ish. Obviously, it's Isha. So from Ish, Imay, Va'aviv, Tirohu, Lashen, Rabbin, we learn that not only does a man have an obligation to honor his parents, a woman has the same obligation. So you can't tell me, call mitzvahs haben ala'av means mitzvahs the mechayiv brother meb because if that's the case, women wouldn't be potter, women wouldn't be, would be chayiv. I'm Rabbi Yudas, Rabbi Yudas said, you're right, you have to say hachi kamar, call mitzvahs haben hamutolois ala'av lasleis libnoi. The way you read the Mishnah is call mitzvahs haben ala'av, not the mitzvah that the son has to do for his father, but any mitzvah that is mutolois ala'aben or it's the mitzvah that relates to the son, that's mutal on the father to do to his son, that's when we say, Anoshim chayavim, v'noshim pturois, and tonin alad ton rabbanon. If that's pshad in the Mishnah, which of course it is, it's something that is supported by a mafurish abraisa. The abraisa says, Ha'av chayib evnoi, the father has an obligation towards his son. L'moyloi, to do resmila, v'loftoisai, pedyan aben, u'lalamdoi toira, to teach him toira, u'lasiyai isha, to marry him off, u'lalamdoi umnis, and to teach him a trade. Even to teach him how to swim. Any father that doesn't teach his son an umnis, he's essentially teaching him how to be a ganav. What, just because you don't teach your son an umnis means you're teaching him how to be a ganav? 
No, says the Gemara, Ela ki'ilu, right? That's always the magic word. Not literally melamdoi listis, but it's ki'ilu melamdoi listis. Because by not teaching him an umnis, so he's not going to be able to support himself, and he's going to be forced to do something that really he's not supposed to do. But the bottom line is, he have a Mephorosh Abraisa of a of chayev bivnoi, different things that a father has to do for a son, and it's quite meduyik that the father has the chayev, not the mother, and that's really what the Mishnah was referring to. Kol mitzvah ben ala of means any mitzvah that relates to the son that's mut on the father, and Noshim Chayavim the Noshim Pturis. Now, this Mishnah was Sasum. The Brysa was a little wordier, like it always is. And the Brysa essentially was Mefarish the Mishnah. Number one, it explained what the words call mitzvahs Haben Allah means, but the Brysa also gave examples of what those mitzvahs are. So, what are the examples? Lamoyloi, father has an obligation to do Brismila for a son. To teach him how to learn. To marry him off. To teach him an umnis. And some say even to teach him how to swim. So the Gemara now is going to go and analyze and dissect each one of these things that were mentioned in the Brisa. was it to do with our Mishnah? It's not really a digression. The Mishnah is a digression. But this part of the Gemara is not. Because the Mishnah said, Kol ben And the Brisa was Mefarish. What are the mitzvahs of Ben Alav? It's that list. So if that list are the mitzvahs have been alav, so obviously we need to be mefarish the Mishnah, and that's what the Gemara is about to do. So number one, the first thing that the Brisa said that a father has to do for a son, and a father and not a mother, is lamoyla. Father has an obligation to do bris milah for his son. Says the Gemara Minola, and how do you know that? Because it says in the Torah, Vayomol Avram Es Yitzchak Benoi. And from that Pasuk we learned that just like Avram Avinu did bris milah for his son Yitzchak, so too every father has an obligation to do bris milah for his son. Says the Gemara, Let's say the father didn't do bris milah for whatever reason. Then Bezdin is going to have an obligation to come in and do the job that really the father was supposed to do. How do I know that? Because it says in the Torah, And from the word Lochem we learn that it's an obligation on the tzibur. Who's the tzibur? It's best. So really it's the father's responsibility. But if that, the father doesn't do it, so then it becomes Bezin's responsibility. Says the Gemara, Let's say the father didn't do brismila. And let's say Bezin didn't do the brismila. So then the child has an obligation to do brismila for himself. And that's also on the first apostate. It says, That if you have an oral who did not do brismila on himself, you're talking about the person himself not doing brismila on himself, he's going to be Chayv Karis. So you see that a child whose father didn't do bris milah and Bezin didn't do bris milah, so then he has to do the bris milah by himself. How do you know that the mother doesn't have a responsibility? The Mishnah said, So how do you know that women are part of the chsev? It's because it says in the Torah, and from those words we learn it's only the man's responsibility but it's not the woman's responsibility everything that we just said you see by Avram Avinu Avram Avinu did of Yitzchak and it was how do you know that this is the way it is for all future generations Avram and Yitzchak Okay, maybe that was a rush shot. Hey, you know, this is always the way it's supposed to be. So the Gemara says, Tanid Rabbi Shmuel, and Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel, they said the Makar is as follows. Because called Makam Chenemar Tzav. Every time it says the word Tzav in the Torah, it means that you should do it with Rizos, 
Additionally, what it means is miyad uladayres. It's a mitzvah that relates to miyad, the real time of when that pasuk was said, but also for future generations. Zeros. How do you know that the word tzav means zeros? The chesiv the pasuk says v'tzavas yehoshua v'chaskeyu v'amtzeyu. So v'tzavas yehoshua and v'chaskeyu v'amtzeyu. Chaskeyu v'amtzeyu is a lashon of zeros. You should really be mechazikim. How do you know that the word Tzav means not only now, but also for future generations? It's based on a passage that says, So it says Tziva, and it says, but also So you see from there that it has to be Miyad Udar. So how does it answer the question? Because by Avram Avinu, by Yom Avram, it's Yitzchak Benoit Ben Shmei Nasiyamim. Oh, tziva, that means that everything that related to Avram and Yitzchak is true tziva. It's true miyad, and it's also true ladairis. So ladairis, you know that a father has an obligation to do bris milah for his son, and ladairis, you know that a mother does not have an obligation to do bris milah for her son. So how do you know a father has a chiv to mal his son? Because the Pasuk says, and how do you know that only a father and not a mother? Because after the Pasuk says, it says, And we learn from there, Toysfis, might have heard this kasha before, and this is definitely in the conversation of the most famous Toysfis and Shas, asks, Why do I need a Pasuk to tell me that a mother does not have an obligation to do brismila? For her son, the mitzvah that the mitzvah of Milo is a mitzvah Why? Because when do you do bris Milo? By And if that's the case, asks why do I need a pasuk to tell me that a mother doesn't have to do bris Milo for her son? it's a mitzvah And how do you know that women are potter from mitzvah Right here, alatar. You don't even have to varf. It's mafurish literally. So if that's the case, Frank Toysvitz, why do I need a Pasuk to tell me that a mother doesn't have a responsibility to do brismila? Lachura, I know that it's a mitzvah seich as mangaram. Toysvitz says a very sosum teretz. Although it's true that you can't do brismila until the eighth day. But once the eighth day comes, if you didn't do it on the eighth day, on the ninth day. And if it wasn't the ninth day, do it on the tenth day. It's mila shaloi bismane. But mila doesn't have to be on the eighth day. You just can't do it until the eighth day. But once the eighth day comes, ain't law have sick. For that reason, says Taisus loves Mangaram. It's not considered a mitzvah sage as Mangaram. But Taisus has a follow up question. should still be a mitzvah Why? Because Mila has to be during the day. Even Mila Shalai Bismanai. Kipshutoi has to be during the day. And if that's the case, Frey Toysvis, even if you want to tell me that Milo's not a mitzvah mangaroma based on the fact that it's Miyem Ashmini, why? Because it's Miyem Ashmini Vahala, but at the same time it should be a mitzvah mangaroma because of the fact it's only by day, not at night. A mitzvah you do by day and not by night, or by night and not by day, is a mitzvah mangaroma. So Frey Toysvis says, right, it should be a mitzvah mangaroma. says, Toys, you have to say that this sugi here in Kedushan Chavtes is Asik and Oma Hosom, the Milo Shlebezman and the Hegis Bein Beyem Bein Balaila. In the Gemara, Yuvamis, where the Milo Shalai Bismana has to be by day or it could be even by night. Our sugi that needed a posik of Oisai, Veloy Oisai, to be Mayanoshim, is taka going according to the man that holds that Milo Shalai Bismana could be a field of Alayla. Because like the man that holds that Milo Shalai Bismana has to be by day, just like Milo Bismana has to be by day, and Ochanami, you would not need Oisai, Veloy Oisai. 
but Noshim would be potter anyways on a pasik based on the fact that it's a mitzvah saseish as mangarabah. Now, as it relates to Toysvah's kasha and some of the turutsim that were said to Toysvah's kasha, Baruch Hashem, we have related raid bites. Ayin Shum, there's many, many, many ha'aras from over the years as it relates to this very, very famous Toysvah's. Another ha'ara that's just worth mentioning with the disclaimer of Ayin related raid bites is Rabbi Kivegar's famous chedesh. Rabbi Kivegar was asked a shayla regarding a child for whom they were doing bris milah, but the child was a yasim. The father had died. And the father wasn't there to be machnes his son, bevrisoy shal avram avinu. And the question was, who should make the bracha of lachnisoy bevrisoy shal avram avinu? So at a bris milah, the mother makes a bracha, and then the father makes a bracha as well. There's no father. So if there's no father, who should make the bracha? Truth is, it's a Mufurish Ramah. The Ramah in Simon Reish Samachay, Sif Aleph, says that in the event that there's a bris milah for a child and there is no father, who makes the bracha lachnisa bivrisa shal avinu? The Sandik is the one that makes the bracha. But in this case, the Zayda was going to be the Moyal, and the Zayda wanted to make the bracha. And there was a whole Shiloh, could the Zayda make the bracha or not? Ramah says the Sandik's supposed to do it. But really, make a taste of the Sandik. It's an interesting halacha. So if the Zayda wants to do it, maybe it should be able to do it. And this is the question that was brought to Rabbi Kivega. So Kivega wrote a whole tshuva. And at the end of the tshuva, Rabbi Kivega says, I want to say a Merudigachidish, that it could be that the Zayda actually is a big machutin when it comes to the mitzvah of Mila. Why? And he based it on an oil of Zephraim. The Pasik says, in Loi Berisi Yoyma Valaylo, Chukka Shemayim Va'aretz Loi Samti. The Gemara Vesachis, the Dharma Beis, brings two Mahalchim, what Posh Pshat in that Pasik is. One Pshat the Gemara says, in Loi Berisi is referring to the Bris of Torah, where it's not for the Bris of Torah, Chukka Shemayim Va'aretz Loi Samti. The Gemara is another Pshat that Berisi in that Pasik is referring to Bris Milo. In Loi Beris Milo, Chukka Shemayim Va'aretz Loi Samti. Freyta, it was a fry, and Bishlaimit, Berisi means the Bris of Torah. I understand why it's referred to as Berisi Yoyma Valaylo. Because the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah is a Mitzvah. But if brisi means brismila, so where do you find that brismila is yoyim of alayla? Brismila is a mitzvah you do one time. What's nim loy brisi yoyim of alayla? So you do in yeshiva, b'shem rebchayim, and it's really Reb Itzla, Petterberger, and Priyitzchak, and Yonah Yoima, in his ha'aris to the Beis Halevi, Tvarim Atikim, that could be there's two dinim in the mitzvah of mila. There's the nice mila, and then there's the mitzvah to be a mohol. And if that's the case, that would answer the oilus of France. Gotcha. But the oilus of France had a different mahalach. He said that a person is born Arlo. This Arlo that the person has is a symbol of an Arlo Salev that a person has on a Pneumistic level. Meaning a person is born with an Arlo Mibachotz which symbolizes an Arlo that he has Mibifnim. As long as a person has his Arlo Bifnim, he's Metumtim. It's going to be very hard for him to learn Torah. It's going to be very hard for him to come to any Hasogas and Ruchnias. How does a person remove the Arla Salev? You remove the Arla Salev by removing the Arla's Haguf. Said Arla Sefrayim, it comes out that if a person needs Brismila in order to remove the Arla Salev, so really you can't learn Torah like a mensch unless you're going to do Brismila. So says the Arla Sefrayim, that's why Brismila is referred to as Brisa Yom of Alayla, not Mitzad the Mila Shabbat, but because Brismila leads to Vik Isa Yom of Alayla. Because it's only Darach the Brismila that you can remove the Arla Salev, and it's only if you remove the Arla Salev that you'll be Shaykh to Vik Isa Yom of Alayla. So Zokrab Kiveger, it's Mavu in this Arla Sefrayim, as it's Tzveyin Yonim in the Mitzvah of Mila. So the Mitzvah, Vyayim Ashmini, Yim of Sarah But also there's a Primius as well, and that is through the Mitzvah of Mila, a person can come to learn Tyre. So Kiveger, 
Rebbe said a phenomenal chiddush. We're learning the sugi of kol mitzvahs haben alaaf, and one of the mitzvahs that a father has to do for his son is lalamdei Torah. and it's mavur in sugiyos. The Rambam brings a lahalacha. It's brought down in Shulchan Aruch that a father has an obligation to teach his son Torah, and if the father can't teach him Torah, the zayda has an obligation to teach him Torah. So Rebbe said if a zayda has an obligation to teach his grandson Torah, then memelo he's going to have an obligation to make sure he gets bris as well. Because if he's not going to make sure that he gets a bris milah, how's he going to be able to teach him Torah? You need to remove the Arla in order to remove the Arla Salev, in order to be shy. That Mila is referred to as Brisa Yoim of because it's part and parcel. It's Makosha with the midst of Talmud Torah. So Zokab Tileger, the Zaydu would have a Shaykhist here, not Mitzad Hilchas Mila, but Mitzad Hilchas Talmud Torah. And it says, even though the Gemara didn't mention it, right? The Gemara says the father, and if there's no father, there's Bezdin, and if there's no Bezdin, he does it by himself. But really, Mitzad Hilchas Talmud Torah, the Zayda, is obligated as well. And he said, if that's the case, the Zayd is a grace of a chutin over here, and it definitely gives him a license to be able to make the bracha. Lachnisa bebrisa Avram Avinu. That's Rabbi Kivega. We didn't speak out. There's a lot more bahariches of this in the red diet's ayin shop. Either way, moving along. Lift oisai. So the next one of the mitzvahs that a father has to do for a son is, he has to do the mitzvah of Pinyan Abed. How do you know that a father has to do Pinyan Abed for a son? It says in the Torah, the chal, the chal, banecha, tifta. And from there you see, pretty straightforward, that you have an obligation to be poida your son. If the father doesn't do the pinyin aben, then the child has to do the pinyin aben by himself. How do you know that? Because it says in the Torah, another pasik, as So it says, it's a double. And from there we learn that the father is supposed to do it, but if the father didn't do it, then when the child is older, he's going to do it by himself. Says the Gemara, How do you know that the mother doesn't have an obligation? Meaning, this is mitzvah of Allah ben. So how do you know that the father only and not the mother? It's learned out from the Pasuk that says, Okay, and the way we read it is, Now the word tifte means, Thou shalt be poida, as if you're being poida, your child. Ti poida would mean you yourself should be poida yourself. Now, the kri is tifta. However, the ksiv is ti poida, right? If the kri would have been, or if the, for the ksiv to have been tifta, there would have been a yod. But it's written without the yod. So although the Torah says tifta, but you also have to dash in it as if it would say ti poida. And therefore we say the following, any person that has a mitzvah to be tipada, to be paida himself, has the mitzvah of tifta to be paida others. But anyone that doesn't have a mitzvah to be paida themselves, doesn't have a mitzvah to be paida someone else. And being that a woman will never have a mitzvah to be paida herself, therefore she doesn't have the mitzvah to be paida her son. Maybe she does have a mitzvah to be paida herself. How do you know a woman doesn't have a mitzvah to be paida herself? So the Gemara says, the chsiv, I know from the same exact pasuk, Because again, it says, tifta tipada. And I learned from here, anyone who others have an obligation to be paida, has an obligation to be paida himself. But if you're someone that people don't have an obligation to be paida you, you don't have an obligation to be paida yourself. And being that a woman doesn't 
have a situation where someone is mechuyev to be paid to her, meaning her father is not obligated to be paid to her. Therefore, she's not obligated to be paid to herself either. It's a little uh, confusing. How do you know that she doesn't have an obligation to be paid to herself? That's a mafurish prospect. I'm not crossing. And we learn from there. That's mafurish. It says you have to be paid to banecha. But banecha means v'loibinoisecha. So from there we learn that only. Your sons, you have to be paita. If a father only has to be paita his sons and not be paita his daughters, so that means that a woman doesn't have anyone who's obligated to be paid to her. If that's the case, she doesn't have to be paid to herself. If she doesn't have an obligation to be paid to herself, she doesn't have an obligation to be paid to others either. So the bottom line is that the second one of the mitzvahs, haben ala'av, are liftoisai. A father has an obligation to be paid to his son, but only a father and not a mother. How do I know a father has an obligation? Because it says, It's mefurish. How do you know not a mother? So that's learned out from, it says in the Torah, but based on the Ksiv, it's Tipade, and based on this Cheshbin, we learn that the father has the responsibility, but the mother does not have the responsibility. More regarding who liftoys, what happens if a person has to be paid himself? So the Bryce has said that although a person's father in a perfect world would make him a pidyan aben when he's 30 days old, but let's say it didn't happen, so when he gets older, he has to be paid himself. So what happens if you have a situation where a man needs to do pidyan aben for himself, he also has to do pidyan aben for his son. Who has the kedima? Who has the mishpat ha Is he supposed to do it for himself or is he supposed to do it for his son? Says the Braisa, if he has to be paid himself and he has to be paid to his son, who kaidem lovnai? He comes first. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, Rabbi Yehuda said, his son comes first. And Rabbi Yehuda gave a reason. He said, Shazem Because really, the way Pidyan Aben is supposed to happen, the father is the one that's supposed to do it. So the person who has an obligation to be paid himself, that's the bidyevid of the fact you have a chiv to be paid to your son, that's a pasuk in the Torah. That's your chiv, and therefore your son is going to come before you. Everybody agrees that if all this man has, has is five slum to his name, he doesn't have anything more than five slum. Who For sure, he's going to come before his son. My time, what's the reason? Because even though I hear the svar that Rabbi Yehuda said, maybe the son should go first, that's his mitzvah. To be paid to yourself is only the bidiyavidigah mitzvah. But no, Rabbi Yirmi said, I, I disagree with that. Mitzvah the gufei adifa. A mitzvah that you do with your own guf is always adif over a mitzvah that you're doing with your son. So therefore, he's going to come before us. And keep ligi. What was the machloikis? The shayla was the machloikis tanam in this price. So it was a situation where a person had five slime that were mishubadim. The chamesh b'nei chayrin. And he also had five Slaim that were bnei chayrin. So he had five slaim bnei chayrin, meaning that he had cash, and he had five slaim that he were his in the sense that they were once his, but he doesn't have them in his possession anymore. But at the same time, they would be meshubed for the pidyon abed. Now the way Rashi explains it is that the meshubadim were only meshubed to his own pidyon abed, but they were meshubadim to his son's pidyon abed, and. It would make sense, maybe. I mean, it's an Aikimta, but you could hear the Aikimta. It's not far-fetched at all. Because his Chiyapinyan Aben goes back to when he was 30 days old. So really, if he has an obligation to do Pinyan Aben, any Nechassim that he's ever owned during the last, I don't know, 20 years, would technically be Meshuvah. The 
shibud to the nechassim of his son, that's something that would have gone into effect literally at the time that the son was born. So hachab and where there were five slon that are mishubit for his pidyan aben, and then there's five slon that he has liquid that are mishubit to both of the pidyan abans. So the Gemara says like this, Rabbi Yehuda, sub Rabbi Yehuda holds milva dechsev b'tayra kichsuva b'shtar damya. A milva that's kichsuva b'tayra is kichsuva b'shtar damya. Pidyon aben is a milva kichsuva b'tayra because it says in the Torah that you have an obligation to pay up this chayv. So even though it's not a traditional loan, it's what we know as a milva kichsuva b'tayra. But milva kichsuva b'tayra is kichsuva b'shtar damya. And therefore, bahani chamesh parik libre. So therefore, says Rabbi Yehuda, take the five slayim and give it towards the pidyon aben for your son. I really, you should be giving your pidyon aben first, because mitzvah the gufei adifa, you don't have to use that money for yourself. Because the kain will be able to go to the mishubadim and take those slon. Again, only the fathers is mishubad, the sons is not mishubad. So the kain will be able to go take the fathers, because so whatever you have handy right now, that you should give for your sons. For They hold that a milvak is not Therefore, the Chamesh and Meshubadim, no Kayan is going to be able to be Teveya. And if that's the case, really all you have is five slum. And if all you have is five slum, what are you supposed to do? A mitzvah that you do with your guf is going to come first. Again, when we read the Braissa, it sounded like if you have a Shiloh to be paid to yourself, to be paid to your son, the Chachamim say that you're supposed to be paid to yourself first. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, you're supposed to be paid to your son first. Rabbi Yirmi said, no, really, you're always supposed to be paid to your son first. The only reason Rabbi Yehuda holds in this case, be paid to your son, is because you had Chamesh Meshubatim. It's an Akimta. Right now, you only have five slum. It's true. But that's only five Nechari. You also have five Meshubatim. And being that your own Pidyan Aben is... Meshubid on that Chomish slum that you have Meshubadi, and Milva Aksuba Batayra is Kiksuba Bishtar Daniel. So the coin can always be Tadeya that. So it's Afshalakhan Shnei. And you'll give the five Nechari over towards the Pidyan Aben of your son. And as it relates to Nechari, that's something, the Meshubadi, that you'll be able to go collect for your own Pidyan Aben. What if a person has to make a decision? Either he should be Poyde his son, or he should be Oilo Ragel. So it's an interesting uh, face off here. So what should I do? I have a five slime. I can use this five slime to join a caravan and go be Oilo Ragel, or I can use the five slime to do Pidyan Aben. So which one should you do? Poyde as Benoy, the Achakach Oilo Ragel. He's supposed to be Poyde his son, and then afterwards be Oilo Ragel. Yudam Yudam says, Oilo Ragel, the Achakach Poyde as Benoy. No, you should be Oilo Ragel, don't be Poyde his son. Why? Shnezu Mitzvah Iveres, Vizu Mitzvah, Shaina Iveres. You gave a very logical reason. He said, to be Euler Regal is, uh, is a mitzvah Iveris. If you don't do it right now, right, you can't do it after Yontif. Pidyan Aben, you can always do later. So being that it's a mitzvah, that's a noiveris. It makes sense to push that off. Bishlam, the Rabbi Huda, Bishlam, Rabbi Huda, the time. Rabbi Huda explained himself. Right? He just explained this position. He said, one's a mitzvah veris, one's not a mitzvah veris. Other Rabbanon, my tamayu. What's the Rabbanon? Why the Rabbanon hold that Pidyan Aben comes before Eilu Regal? Just seems like an interesting halacha. So the Gemara says, the Amma Kratz learned that from a foolish pasuk in the Torah. It says in the Torah, Kol b'char banecha tifte. The next words. And just from the smichas apsukim, I learned that if you have a shiloh between these two mitzvahs, if the Torah put this mitzvah first, that means this is the mitzvah you're supposed to spend money on first, and that's why first you do pidyon aben, and only afterwards do you do the mitzvah of oilerag. One more halacha related to pidyon aben. How do you know that if a man has five sons from five wives, and that he has to be paid to all five of them, meaning he has five bechiris from five different wives? 
So how do you know they have to be paid to all five? Tamaloimar, it says in the Pasik, Kol Bechar Banecha Tifta. And we learn from the word Kol. All the Bechairs, you have to be paid. It's Pasha. Why? Every time the Torah talks about a Bechar, the Torah talks about Petarechem. Which implies that a Bechar, when it comes to Pidyan Aben, is not the Bechar of the father, it's the Bechar of the mother. Okay, so if you have five wives and they all had boys first, so you have five Bechars. So it's Pshita. I need cold Bechar Banech. Why do I need a reboy for this? It's so obvious. Samara so says, no, it's not so Pashkus. I would have thought Nelof Bechar Bechar Minachla. I would have thought we should learn Xeri Shava Bechar Bechar from Yerushalayim. Just like when it comes to Pishnayim and Hilchas Nachlas, what's the title of a Bechar? It's Rashis Oine. It's the father's first. So Afkan Rashis Oine. I would have thought that even though it's true, it says Peterechem, but maybe there's Allah only Rashis Oine. Kamash Malan. Therefore, I need a reboy to tell me that if he has five sons, all five of the sons are going to be chayev in Pidyan Aben. So as it relates to Pidyan Aben, just to speak out one ha'ara, I am the related rabbi, but we have a very, very long rabbi on this, going back to Mesechtas Bechiris, and that is, if you notice, that by Mila, there's a seder, there's a pecking order. The father has an obligation to do bris Mila. Let's say the father doesn't do it. Bezdin. Let's say Bezdin doesn't do it. Then he's obligated to do it by himself. As it relates to Mila, we skipped we skip Bezdin. I'm sorry, as it relates to Pidyan Aben, we skip Bezdin. We go from the father. If the father doesn't do it, Padai Tif, that we learn from there, that he's obligated to do it by himself. It sounds like Bezdin will never be obligated to intervene when it comes to Pidyan Aben. When it comes to Brismila, they intervene. But when it comes to Pidyan Aben, they don't have an obligation. And the truth is, it's a Mufurish Ramah. The Ramah is in Yerudea Simon Shinhei. The Ramah says as follows, It's at the end of Sif Yod. A father can't do Pidyan Aben Ayyadeh Shliach. And Bezdin doesn't have a right to do Pidyan Aben without the father. Now, Primius, you can hear a chilek between Pidyan Aben and Milo. If a child's not going to have Bris Milo, he's going to be fashtopped. If he's not going to have Pidyan Aben, okay, it's chaser mitzvah. So let the child get older and he'll do the mitzvah. Right? Sometimes they get involved and sometimes they don't get involved. But something of the magnitude of Milo, you could see why Besson would feel that they're obligated to get involved. Pidyan Aben is uh, another mitzvah. But the bottom line is, it's a mefurish ramah. It's based on a rivash. There's a lot of raid on this. Again, Ayimbro-related raid bites. Another horror that is Ayimbro-related raid bites is that, so the Gemara of Brisa, you have a person, he has five slots. Zell, that's what he has. And he has to do Pidyan Aben for himself, he has to do Pidyan Aben for his son. In one case, he had to be the regal, right? And the question is, should he be paid himself, or should he be paid to his son? Is Makshim Ha'olam, what happened to the rule of Hamavazvez, Al-Yavazvez, Yoyosem Michaimish? Supposedly, you could say that it's talking about where he had 25 slots, meaning he has five slots left, or whatever the math is going to be, to to do one of the two mitzvahs. But the Pashtas of the price doesn't sound that way. It sounds like he has five slum. And the question is, what should he use the five slum for? It's mashma, l'churah, that when it comes to Pidyan Aben, you don't say, ha-mevazvez, al-yevazvez, y'oysim y'chaymash. Then it says, me'inyan le'inyan. Let's say somebody has an outstanding debt. He owes somebody money. The malva comes to him and he says, kasef minolan. And he says, listen, I understand I owe you money, but you know, I learned uh, sugi recently I know the Gemara says in Ksubas Peivav that Priyas Balchayv is a mitzvah. So I'm sorry, I can't do the mitzvah because So it sounds like a funny kasha. But you know, ask this kasha Reb Chaim. This is Reb Chaim in stencils. And Reb Chaim Briska asked this kasha. It's me Indian, Indian, but it's Indian because you see that when it comes to Priyas Balchayv, 
Could be over there you don't have Hamavazviz, Ayavazviz, Yosem, Mechaymish. And being that Pidyan Aben is a Milvak Suva potato, like the Gemara just said. So could be over here, it would be different. Again, this is just some of the raid that we're completely making believe doesn't exist. So the Gemara, Lelamde Teda. So again, referring back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Kol Mitzvah Zaben, Al Ha'av, Anoshim Chayavim, Anoshim Pturas. And the Brayse gave examples. Lamoyloi, we, read, we went through Mila, we went through Pidyan Aben, 35 minutes, and additionally, a father has an obligation to teach his son Torah. I do not know a father has an obligation to teach his son Torah? Because it says in the Pasuk, we say it in Kriya Shema, teaches me that a father has an obligation to teach his son Torah. If a person's father never taught him Torah, doesn't mean the child is part. He has to teach himself Torah. How do I know that? Because there's another Pasik. The Pasik says, This Pasik is not nearly as known. Should be. This is the Makar that you have to learn Torah. It says, And this is the Makar that if a person's father didn't teach him Torah, at the very least, he has to teach himself Torah. How do you know that a mother doesn't have a responsibility to teach her son Torah? Because it says in the Pasik, However, there's no yud over there. And it says it as if it would say, Vilimadatem, Vilimadatam. And we learn from there, Kolshem Metsuva Lilmoid, Metsuva Lilamid, Vilkolshem Ena Metsuva Lilmoid, Ena Metsuva Lilamid. Any person that's Metsuva to learn Torah by themselves has a responsibility to teach Torah. But someone that doesn't have a responsibility to learn Torah doesn't have a responsibility to teach Torah. And being that women are potter from learning Torah, therefore they're also potter from teaching Torah. How do you know that a woman doesn't have a responsibility, she doesn't have an obligation to learn Torah by herself? Because it says, again, the same Pasik. And we learn from there, any person that other people are obligated to teach you, then you're obligated to learn by yourself. So if you're included in the Vilimadatam, someone has an obligation to teach you, then you have the Vilimadatam to learn Torah by yourself. But the Chosh in Acher, Metzuvah any person that others are not obligated to teach you, how do you know that no one's obligated to teach a woman Torah? It's based on the Pasik that says, That's Mufurish. And we learn from there, Again, this is a little bit long-winded, very reminiscent of the same Brisa that we had on Ahmed Aleph regarding Pidyan Aben, a little tricky, got to go through it a little bit more carefully. But the bottom line is, a father has an obligation to teach his son Torah. How do I know that it says, Vilimadatem Oysam? It's something that the father has an obligation to do, but it's something that the mother does not have the obligation to do. How do I know that? So it's based on the fact, because only someone that has to learn Torah by themselves has an obligation to teach Torah. But you don't have an obligation to learn Torah, an obligation to teach Torah. And women don't have an obligation to learn Torah. How do I know women don't have an obligation to learn Torah? Because only someone whose father has an obligation to teach them Torah, has an obligation to learn Torah. And being that a father doesn't have an obligation to teach his daughter Torah, because it says, So it's for that reason, the woman doesn't have an obligation to be taught Torah, she doesn't have an obligation to learn Torah, thus she doesn't have an obligation to 
teach Torah either. But the bottom line is, mitzvahs have been all of, one of them is lambda Torah. How do I know that a father has an obligation to teach us on Torah? It's learned down from the Pasuk that says, velimadetem oisam es b'neichem l'dabarbon. Then this is, I think there's a little bit of an horror that you have to ask. Where does it say, velimadetem oisam es b'neichem? It says it in, in Parshas Ekev, Bahayim Shamaya, right? In Bahayim Shamaya, we say, velimadetem oisam es b'neichem l'dabarbon. Why did the Gemara bring the Pasuk in Parashas Ekev? There's a Pasuk earlier. In Parashas Vazchana. Not in the second Parashas of Kriyashman, the first Parashas of Kriyashman. Vishinantam levanecha v'dibar tovam. Vishinantam levanecha means you have to teach Torah, right? So why are we learning that a father has an obligation to teach Torah from the second Parashas of Kriyashman, which is later in the Torah? V'limadetem oisam es b'neichem. Devarim Parakid Aleph, and not from this Shinantam Levanecha, which is the first Parsha of Kriyishma, which is earlier in the Torah, Parsha of Aschanon, it's in Devarim Perik Zion. I think it's a very, very valid question. Then this is that if you take a look at the Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Tamatayra, so the Rambam says as follows Perik Aleph, Halacha Aleph, Noshim Va'avadim Ptur Mitamatayra. Women and Avadim are part of Tamatayra. Avukaton, a cotton, Aviv Chayev, Lulam Deitayra. Per, Cotton's father is obligated to teach him Torah. Shenemar velimadetem oisam es benechem ledaberba. Argamara kedushin daf chavtesam beis. I'm skipping halacha beis. Kishem shaldem chayv lulamid es benoy. Just like a father has an obligation to teach his son Torah, kach who chayv lulamid es ben benoy. He has a chiv to teach his grandson Torah. Shenemar vahidatam levanecha v'levnei benecha. And you don't only have to teach your son and your grandson. Elo mitzvah al kol chacham v'chacham Yisrael. Every chacham Yisrael has a mitzvah. Lelamet es kol atalmidim afal pishe einam bana to teach all the talmidim, even if they're not your sons. Shenemar v'shinantam levanecha and mipir ashmol lamdu banecha elu talmidecha. Shat talmidim kriyim banim shenemar v'yatsu bnei anavim. And the end of the Rambam is epic. Tvarim you do and tvarim batik. But one thing is clear in the Rambam. It screams. The Rambam is saying that what's the makar that you have a chiv to teach your son Torah? V'limad etamoyisim es benechem. What does v'shinantam levanecha teach me? Mipir ashmua elu atalmidim. The reason the Gemara didn't bring the Pasuk of a Shinatum Levanecha is because a Shinatum Levanecha is not a Makar to teach your son Torah. It's a Makar to teach everybody Torah. Now, if you have to teach everybody's son's Torah, so what's the Chiddush that you have to teach your son Torah? So the Ram master Kasha. Ram says, it's a Kedima first. Your son, then other people's sons. But the bottom line is, is Vilimad Temoisim as and the Shinatum Levanecha are two different in Yonim. Vilimad Temoisim as is the Chiv that you have to teach your son Torah, and the Shinatum Levanecha is the Chiv that you have to teach Ben Chaveroi Torah. The emphasis is, if you take a look at Rashi al it's Mufurish and Rashi al Rashi on the Pasuk, Vilimadetem Oysem Es Benechem, says Rashi, Ledaber ba, Mishah Shehaben Yodeh, Ledaber, as soon as your son knows how to talk, Lamdeu Teira, Tziva Lanu Moshe, Sheyehezeh Limud Dibura, Mikan Omuk, Shatinik Masch, Ledaber, Oviv, Moshiach, Masiach, Yimai Beloshan HaKodesh, Umelamdei Teira, Vimloi Osa, Kein, Vechulu, Vechulu. But the bottom line is, Zog, Rashi, on the Pasuk, Vilimadetem Oysem Es Benechem, it's a here for a father to teach his son Teira. When does it start? Katana Yodeh, Ledaber, what does he teach him? Teira, Tziva Lanu Moshe. Rashi on the Pasuk, Vishinantam Levanecha. Zok Tehilagar Rashi. What does it mean, Vishinantam Levanecha? Levanecha, Elu HaTalmidim. It's referring to the Talmidim. Matsinu Bechamakim, Shah Talmidim, Kriyim Banim, Shinema, Badamatam, Hashem, Alekechem, etc., etc. So Rashi Ala Torah is Mefarish, the two Psukim, the way the Rambam presents it in the beginning of Hilchas Talmud Torah, Lachari, the Makar is our Gemara. Because the Gemara said, How do I know that a father has a chit to teach us on Torah? It didn't bring Vishinantam Levanecha. What it brought was, Vilimadetem. 
What we brought was the Pasik of So you see from there that it's only that Pasik that's referring to your real sons as opposed to the Shinatul Vanecho, that's Elu Hatalmidim. Again, we have to go weiter. We're just gonna end with one last Gemara and then a little bit of Raytan Rabban. What if someone has to learn Torah by himself and his son also wants to learn Torah? So who should learn first? So a person has enough money to support himself to learn Torah or to support his child to learn Torah. Who has the Kadima? Who kaidun Lubinai? Come first. Who's come before your son? Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, in B'nai Zariz, if your son is a bigger Balkishran than you, he's better in learning, Umemulach, there's a big shiloh what this word is supposed to be, Memulach, since it's like Melusha Melech, right? Zalz. Is that what it means? Memula, Mutzlach, there's different your size. But the point is, if the son is better than the father, V'talmudai Meskayim B'yadai, and his tyrant's going to have more of a kiyum, B'nai Kaitma, then his son should come first. So, you or your son, you come first. But you have to read the not such fine print. That's only if you're going to be more matzliach in your learning than your son will be. But if your son's going to be, have more atzlach in learning than you will, so then b'noi is kaidmai. And the Gemara brings a maisa shahaya kachaya to demonstrate this point. Like Rabbi Yaakov, who was the son of Rabbi Achabar Yaakov, so his father, so again, let's get the name clear, Rabbi Achabar Yaakov had a son Yaakov, and he sends his son Yaakov to go learn by Abaya. Ki also, when he came back home from Yeshiva, so his father sat down with him, no, what did you learn by Abaya? Let me hear a shtickle Torah. Yish, let me das, right? You have a yish, or have a yish? Let's start talking. So he came back, chazli, have a mechad, and shmaite. He saw that, Kid wasn't holding so stark in learning. So the father tells the son, I know I I think I'm better than you. You're going to stay here. You're going to go to work. You're going to support me. I'm going to learn. So the Gemara says, In the meantime, word came to Abaya that Yaakov, the son of Rebbe Yaakov, is not coming back the next man. He left Yeshiva. But his father instead is showing up to Kishir. So when Abaya heard that, so he suddenly went into motion. What happened? This background. There was a certain masik that was in the base medrash of Abaya. If two people would walk into the base medrash of Abaya, even during the day, have a mitzaki. This masik would create havoc. It would cause damage. Meaning, a double chiddush. Two people usually is a shtikl shmirah when it comes to mazikin. I am Brachas Taf Aleph. Additionally, by day, there's usually a Shmira, right? You're not supposed to go by yourself at night because of the Maziken. So this was like double coverage. And Afal Piken, this Mazik was very, very serious. So Abaya heard that Rav Achabayakov is coming. He thought to himself, finally, we're going to be able to get rid of this Mazik. So Amalahu, he turns to the Chevra. Imagine this. The big Chosh of Tzadik is coming to town. Nobody invited him. He's not going to have where to stay. I don't want anyone to invite him. Why? Because I'm hoping that maybe by nobody inviting him, a miracle is going to happen. What was the miracle? So it's easy math. No one's going to invite him. What do you do? Old school. What do you do, Amol? So you, you used to go sleep in Ms. Medrash. He's going to sleep in Ms. Medrash. At night, the Mazik's going to come, and he'll know how to figure out a way to slay the dragon. He's going to do whatever needs to happen to this uh, Mazik. So the Gemara says, oh, He slept in that base Medrash where this Mazik was. All of a sudden, in the middle of the night, He's learning his grace in Yonim, and he sees a tannin, mamash, a serpent, the shiverish vasa that had seven heads. And, and he started davening, Abish to save me. Called Kriya Dakara. Every time he went Kairin, not the Chadreshi. One of the heads of this serpent went away. And 
he was able to get rid of this uh, dragon. Abayah's trick worked. The next day, Amalohu, the Machar, he turned to the Eilam and he said, You realize you put me into a little bit of danger here. I mean, Baruch Shema had a miracle, but had this miracle not happened, stating the obvious, there would have been a little bit of a sakana, there would have been a little bit. So why would you tell the story? Because we just said a halacha, the father has an obligation to teach his son Torah. But if the son maybe is less matzliach in learning than the father, so then the father should go learn, then this becomes not mitzvah ben ala'av, but mitzvah sa'ab ben. And the Gemara brings the Maishah Shahaya Kachaya with Rav Acha Bar Yaakov. So I'll tell you something interesting. That's a marshal. I saw in the Sefer Menucha Shalom from going Rav Yaakov Chaim Seifer Shlita, one of his svarim, somewhere tucked away in Chelot Yud Aleph. So he asks a, a very, very nice sa'ara. The sa'ara is that it sounds like Abaya couldn't deal with this mazik, this demon, whatever exactly it was. And when he heard Rav Acher Yaakov was coming to town, he said, this is great. It's an opportunity. Finally, hopefully, we'll be able to figure out how to deal with this. Since Kasha was based on the Gemara Mesechtes Pesachim, in Arve Pesachim, Dav Kuf Yud Beis Amid Beis. So the Gemara Bedir is discussing the halacha of Lo Yetzi Yechidi Balayla. person is not allowed to walk outside by himself at night. Lo and the reason is because there's a certain demon whose name is Ograspas Machlas, and she comes, this demon, together with 180,000 demons of Malachi Chavala, and it's a very, very dangerous time for a person to be outside alone. So, Belele Revioi, so Belele Shabbos, since you shouldn't do this. So, the Gemara tells a little bit of the rest of the story. Meikara, in the olden days, had a Shrichi it used to be that Ogras Bas Machlas, incidentally we have a raid bite called Ogras Bas Machlas. So Ogras Bas Machlas in the olden days, from Reuven Margolis, this demon used to drezich every single night. Zim Nechada one time, Pagab Rav Chanidim and Daisa. This Ogras Bas Machlas encountered Rav Chanidim and Daisa. Amr she told him, Ilav Demachras and Allah Berakiyah. Were it not for the fact that I've heard a Basko in Shemayim that says, Hizaru B'Chanidim B'Tayrasai, Watch out. Be careful. From Chanina and his Torah, Sekantich. I'm telling you now, put you into a matzah of Sakana. Oh, my Lord. So he told me, If I'm so chash of I mean, I didn't realize I was so chash of If I'm so chash of Berakiyah, I'm making the You should have no right anymore to come into the Yishuv. On Malaysia, she said, Listen, I beg you, Chanina, I'm being kind to you. Do me a favor. Please, Shabbat, we Rivcha Purta. Can we work out some plea agreement there? Please, give me something. So he said, okay, no problem. Shabbat, the so he said, if you want, you can still drezich and that's the rest of the story of why Davkandu's too nice because that's what she was able to negotiate with Rukhanina Mandais. There was another time, Pogabe Babaya, where Ogras Bas Mochlas was outside and she met Abaya. She tells Abaya, Be careful from Nachmani, Abaya, right? Abaya said, I'm so choshev, I could take down you, this very, very strong demon. If I'm so choshev, I make a gzera. They shouldn't be able to go. The Kachavar, Abayi didn't negotiate. But the Gemara says, I understand. she comes. And the Gemara says, a terrorist, which is very hard to understand. The Gemara says, Hani, this that you see, Gazioso Ninu. This is not the real demon, it's Gazioso. The Shamti Susayava Asu Dovrilohu, above my pay grade. I ain't shot. But the bottom line is, you see, Abaya had uh, an incredible Koyach over demons. 
Ogras Basmachlas, this very, very powerful shade, somehow Abayah was able to overcome. I mean, they told him that in Shemaim they say, Hizaru ben Achmanu So what's Pshat that when it came to this Matzav, this Tanin, Abayukum gives a Chanetza. And when he heard Ravach Abay Yaakov was coming, he was so excited because, like, this Ravach Abay Yaakov is going to deal with it. L'chayra, if Abayah has such a Koyach, so why did Abayah need Ravach Abay Yaakov? Why couldn't Abayah, I'm going to get into it, just deal with this by himself? So says Rav Yaakov Chaim, so Pasha, you could say that maybe Abayah at this point didn't know yet about his Koyach. I mean, you always have to know when you ask a, a Kash and two Gemaras, maybe there's a before and after, right? Not all the Gemaras happened at the same second. So maybe the Gemara in Mesechtis Kedushin Chavtes happened before the Gemara in Psachim Kofiud Beis Amadeis, even though chronologically in Dafyoimi it's not in that Seder, but it's certainly possible that it, it happened in Muktam Mokhev Dafyoimi. So it could be it happened in the other way. And if that's the case, maybe Abai didn't know. Pasha didn't know that he had that Kayach. You're right, once August Basmacha said, you're right, a Glory Muslim Afray, maybe he could have dealt with this time in mind. He says it's a little dachot. It's a little bit not mistaber. So it says Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Seifer that the emiss is, I think it's a good kasha, but if you look at the makna here in the Sechtes Kedushin, the days, he has a whole different mahalach in this story. And based on his mahalach in this story, the kasha find nishtan. So what does the makna say over here in Kedushin, the days? He says, And I think it's kedai to go through what the makna says a little bit. But it's not just in the Makna. The Makna, of course, was written by the Hafla, Rabbi Shalach Samsoifer, Rabbi Shalkobne Agoilo. And the Hafla also wrote the Panam Yafas Alatayra. And this Indian that he talks about here in Makna, if you cross reference, it comes up many, many times throughout his Svarim. And in order to get a, a little bit of a picture of what the Hafla is talking about, really, you have to go through all the Shteklach. Now, I just want to be Makden that I really have no idea what I'm talking about in terms of this shtickle that we're about to learn. Meaning, the phrase above our pay grade was coined for a shtickle title like this. But at the same time, I think it's Kedai because it's a window into Remes, right? Taira could be learned on the level of Pshat and Remes and Drush and Soit. And it's, uh, again, just a little, little bit of Kechudah Shomacha to get a little bit of a sense of, of Taira's Remes and Taira's Pnimi, and I think it's just Kedai to at least read the words of, of the Helega Hafla to get a little bit of a sense. Sometimes you learn a Gemara like this, dragons and seven heads, you have Pazanam Noida, what's flying here. So just to get a little bit of a sense of, of what might be happening. So I think the place to start is in Parshas Vayishlach, where Yaakov Avinu is having a duel with Sarah Shalesav. And the Pasuk says they fought the entire night. And at the end, Yaakov was able to persevere. As the Malach, Sarah Shalesav, is about to leave Yaakov Avinu, so Sarah Shalesav asks Yaakov, what's your name? He said, my name is Yaakov. So the Malach told him, from now on, people will not refer to you as Yaakov, rather your name is going to be Yisrael, because you were able to overcome literally a Malach, and it's for that reason your name is no longer going to be Yaakov. Your name is going to be Yisrael. The Gemara, the Mesechtis Brochus, Daf Yud Gimel Amad Aleph, says, Any person that refers to Avram Avinu as Avram, without the hey, he's over What's the Aseh? The Pasuk says, So if somebody's going to call 
Avram, Avram, he's over in Asay, he's Mavatal and Mitzvah's essay by Raisa of Vahoya Shimcha Avram. Rabbi Liazel, over Balav. This is not just an Asay. This is even more Chamer. This is a lot. Shenem Avalayikare, oi, that's Shimcha Avram. If that's the case, I'm skipping a little bit. Why is a person allowed to call Yaakov Yaakov? Hakarili Yaakov, Yaakov Hokinami. It's a Pasuk in the Torah. The Pasuk says, Lo Yaakov Yomer Oit Shimcha, Kiyam Yisrael. So if Velo Yikara Oit Shimcha Avram is a lav, so why is Lo Yaakov Yomer Oit Shimcha not a lav? And for the Gemara, Shari Hosm over there, it's different. The Hodra Hadre Kra. Because although the Malach told Yaakov that your name is not going to be Yaakov anymore, but you find later that the Torah itself refers to Yaakov as Yaakov. The Chsiv, the Pasnik says, Vayoymer alikim li Yisrael b'maris halayla, Vayoymer Yaakov Yaakov, Vayoymer hineni. And this Pasnik is after the Pasnik in Parshish Vayishlach. And being that it was Ahadrei Kra, Vayoymer Yaakov Yaakov, Vayoymer hineni, therefore, even though if somebody calls Avram, Avram is over, uh, and I say, and Eloi says, but if somebody would refer to Yaakov as Yaakov and not Yisrael, over there he would not be over Eloi Sase. So says the Hafla. What's the Pneumius of this Gemara? So he says as follows. That Rizal said that Yaakov Yaakov, Yaakov Pamayim, has a Koyach to destroy the Koyach of the Sotah. And the Rizal said, this is rumors in the fact that Yaakov is Begematria 182. Yaakov, Yaakov is 182 times 2, which is 364. And Hasotan, everyone knows the Gemara, Mesachtus Yum, is also Begematria 364. The Gemara says that the Sotan has the right to be Mekatrik 364 out of the 365 days of the year. This one day he doesn't have an ability to, and that's the Yom HaKadosh, that's the Yom Kippur. And it's Merum is in Hasotan. Hasotan, Hasotan, with the hey. And Hasotan is Gematria 350, so says, 64. So says Darizal, Yaakov, Yaakov, two times, has the ability to be misnagged. It has the ability to be Shoiver, Kenegad the Sotan. Darizal said that that's the soil of Esau, who said, Vayakveni Zepamoyim. What did he mean by Yaakveni Zepamoyim? Esau was being Miramis to this Indian. That the Esau, who's Sarish Esau, who's the Satan, who's the Samach Mem, that Yaakveni Zepamoyim, that Yaakov two times has the ability to go and be Menatseach, Kenega the Satan. Darizal said, Vayoymer lekim li Yisrael b'maris halayla. The passage we just read. Vayoymer Yaakov Yaakov, Vayoymer hineni. Vayoymer anoichi al-keil al-keil al-vicha al-tira meredom mitzrayim. Kilgoy godal asim chashon. What's happening in that passage? Yaakov was afraid to go to Mitzrayim. He's afraid, I'm going to go to Mitzrayim. Who says I'm ever going to make it out from there? Right? How is Yaakov Avinu going to be able to survive Mitzrayim? The Yidu were in the Memphis Shari Tumor. So the Ebishta told him, Al-Tiro. But how did he preface Al-Tiro? He told him, Yaakov, Yaakov. And if you know the side of Yaakov, Yaakov, then I'll tell you, I have nothing to worry about. Because Yaakov, Yaakov is the Gematria of Asotan. They're both 364. And through that Koyach, that's something you're going to be able to do. So the Aflo said that Yaakov Avinu knew he had this Koyach of Yaakov, Yaakov. And he could be Miskabra Kenega the Sotan. So what was he fighting with Tzari Shalesav about? That was like a, a very Yisoidist, Shroshiest, that fight was to try to do a little bit better. He wanted in that fight not to be able to beat the Satan, but to be able to take the Satan and be Mahapachim Litzat Akdusha. And the MS is that's something, that's something that a Tzadik is able to do. There's an Indian of taking the Satan, and the Satan now is on your team, where you can literally 
bring the Sotan Abim Mahapachim with Sadak Tusha. That's the side of Stoinus Nasus Chuyas. That person can do Chuva and all the Stoinus becomes Chuyas. The Sotan who's going to be Makachik, all your Stoinus, all of a sudden he's on your team. And it's Stoinus Nasus Chuyas. And the Emmys says, when do we do this? That's the void of Yom Kippur, like the Ramban says. Right, the Abinazar didn't want to talk about the Azazel. Right, the Avinezer Pachas Achrimai says that the Kongodah brought two Seirim. One was Lashem and the other one was Lazazel. So it's not the I don't know what Azazel is, but it sounds like it's not Lashem, right? Because one's Lashem and the other one is something else. It's Lazazel. See, so he says, what is it? See, so he brings Rabbeinu Shmuel, one of the Rishonim who didn't want to be Mepharish. And he says, when you'll be 33 years old, he says a whole riddle. Then us, Tav and Veteda. But he said, I can't be Megal to you. I'm sorry, I can't. When you're 33, you'll know Pshat. And the Ramban says that. Uh, Evan Ezra was a ish neman is mechasa dover, but he says ani arochel agavasoyda. He says I can't keep a secret like Evan Ezra could. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to pause it, let it go. And he says over based on a picture of Rabbi Ezra that Azazel is the chsari shalesa. And on Yom Kippur, what we try to do is we try to get chsari shalesa to come over to our team. And the way we do it is by giving him shoychad. And the shoychad is we give him a carbon. And just like we give a carbon lashem zel umazel, we bring a carbon. We bring a carbon to Sari Shalesav. Now, you can bring a carbon to Sari Shalesav. Isn't that Avi Dazara? He says, that's why it had to be done Alpigairo. Because if the Kohen God would have said that I want this to be Lazazo, he'd be Nichshol in the Indian of Avi Dazara. So it was Alpigairo. Gairo is Me'ashem Yotzahadavar. And as a result, like this, you're not, again, this is all. In Yonim that are above our pay grade. But at the same time, we have to know that this premium satire exists. So it says the Hafla, Al Derek Zeh, this is what Yaakov Avinu wanted. He wanted to be able to not simply go up against the Satan where he can quash the Kayachatoma. But try to take the Satan and be Mahapachim with Sadak Tusha. And that's what that fight was all about. And you know what happened? He was Matsliach. He was successful. Kisorisa Imalikim the Imanoshim Vatucha. It was something that he was able to do. So what happened when he was successful? The Malach tells Yaakov, Lo Yaakov From this point forward, your name is no longer going to have to be Yaakov. Meaning, you're going to be called Yaakov. But you're not going to need Yaakov, Yaakov anymore. You needed Yaakov, Yaakov up until this point because that's why Yaakov is at Pamoya. And that's how you misnagged Kenegad the Sultan. Because Yaakov, Yaakov is 364 and Hasultan is also 364. But now you have a new name. Your name is Yisrael. Yisrael is Begematria 541. Yaakov and Sultan. Yaakov is 182, and Satan is 359, not Ha-Satan, but Satan is the Gematria 541, which is Yisrael. Since till now, it was Yaakov, Yaakov. So Yaakov comes with this Meridigachizik, not Yaakov ones. I'll be Yaakov, Yaakov, with the Gansa Tkifos and the Gansa Shtarkai. So what could you do? You can take out the Satan. That's something that you're able to do. But now there's a whole new Bechina. There's a Bechina of Yisrael. And you know what Yisrael is? It's where Yaakov and the Sultan are on the same team, where you brought the Sultan together with you. And that's Merumas in Yisrael. So says the Hafla, this love in the Torah, quote unquote, of Lo Yaakov Yomeroid Shimcha wasn't that you'll never be Yaakov again. You still need Yaakov. Yaakov is included in Yisrael. Oh, but Yaakov, Yaakov, to be Misnagik and the Sultan, that's not something you're going to need. So when the Gemara asked the Kasha, Elamayato, you shouldn't be able to say Yaakov. What was the Oymik of the Kasha? You shouldn't be able to say Yaakov, Yaakov. Because Lachir is a love. Just like if you say, Avram, you're over a lot. So if you say Yaakov, Yaakov, you should also be over a lot. And for the Gemara, Shani Hosam, the Hadre, Hadre, Kra. Over there, the Torah already was a Hadre. What does the Pasuk say? 
That's why the Pasik that the Gemara is the only Pasik? The Pasik that we brought was a Pasik of Yaakov Yaakov. Because that was the whole Nakuda. You're not going to need Yaakov Yaakov anymore. Because now you're Yisrael. You were able to reach a Darika. You were able to reach a Madrega that's a higher Madrega. And because of that, Dafla continues with this theme. In his Pirish here in Parashas Vayesha. So, right after Yaakov Avinu fights Sarish Alesa, so what's the next parish in the Torah? Vayisa Yaakov Einov, he looks up, Vayarvihine Esav Ba. Esav is coming, right? Parashas Vayesha begins that Esav is coming, he's prepared, he goes back for the Pachim Tanim, he fights Sarish Alesa, Vayisrach Loi Hashemesh, and then all of a sudden, now it's sun, he's able to see, and he looks up, he sees Yaakov. Vayarvihine Esav Ba, the Imai Abime Esish, Vayachas Sayyoladim. He passed by them, and he bowed down seven times, until he came to his brother. So what does he do? He bows down seven times. So why did he bow down seven times? Says the Hafla, the reason he bowed down seven times was based on the Gemara Masechtis Kedushin Dav Chavtes Samavez, where the Gemara says that Abaya had in his base medrash a certain Tanin, this monster, and he couldn't give Zechan with, or maybe he thought he couldn't give Zechan with. And the bottom line is, you know what? To heard Rav Achav Yaakov was coming, he said, "Perfect, he has an Eitzah." And the Gemara says that Rav Achav Yaakov bowed down seven times, and for every single time he bowed down, one of the heads of this Tanin went away. If you look at the Marsha and Chedusha HaGadis, the Marsha says, what were the seven heads of this Tanin? What's the Pneumius? What are you supposed to take out of this? He says, because this Tanin represented the Satan. And the Satan has seven Koiches of Tumah. And because he has seven Koiches of Tumah, the seven heads represent the seven Koiches of Tumah. And what Rabbi Achim Yaakov was trying to do was he was trying to be misnagged. He was trying to go against the seven Koiches of Tumah. And each time he bowed down, he was able to take out one of these Koiches of Tumah. And that's what happened. So says the Hafla, if the Marsha was Megala to us, that this Tanin had seven Koiches of Tumah, that Esau, who is the Chetzi, the physical embodiment of the Samach Mem, he has seven Koiches of Tumah as well. And what was Yaakov Vidu trying to do? The same exact thing. So what he did was he bowed down seven times, just like Rav Achim Yaakov bowed down seven times. And every single time he bowed down, he was Matzliach, he was able to overcome another one of these Koiches of Tumah in the same way that he was able to do it. It says the Hafla, this was my Chiddush, and he says, Veshub Matzasi, I found afterwards that I was mechavin to the Megala Amukos. That's what he says. That he saw the Megala Amukos on this posik of who over lefnei vayistachu arts sheva ponim at gishlei adachot. He stelt to ein kedusha chavtesam adays v'samachti shekivanti ledvarivza. I was posh of a simcha that I was mechavin to the Megala Amukos. This is what the Hafla says. But says now Hafla, I want to explain this to you on a little bit of a deeper level. And that is, there's seven koiches of Tomo. Luumas that there are also seven koiches of kedusha. Kedusha comes from, from Havaya, right? It's Pasha, that's where it comes from. He says, Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu was the embodiment of the seven koiches of Kedusha. Just like Esau was the embodiment of the seven koiches of Toma. Rem is Lodavar, Yaakov is Bigamatria, we said earlier, 182. Havaya, which is 26 times 7, is also 182. And that's the remise to the fact that Yaakov Avinu is embodied of the seven koiches of Kedusha. Then it says, Yitzchak is Begematria 208. 208 is Havaya, not times 7, it's Havaya times 8. 26 times 8 is 208. 
What's the Oymek? The Oymek is because Yitzchak Avinu gave his son Yaakov seven Kaychas of Toma. Seven Kaychas of Kedusha. But he gave one Kaych of Kedusha to Esav as well. Because as much as Esav is made up of seven Kaychas of Toma, but Esav also has Kedusha. He has a Nitzitz of Kedusha. It says the Aflah, that's Pshat in Rosh Hashal Esav is buried in the Ma'oras HaMachpeilah. Because even though Esav is one chefts of Toma, but at the same time, Shrosha is Bikdusha. And by the way, Pchaim Velochim says in Nefesh also, that's the reason Esav's head was buried in, in the Maras, buried in the Maras HaMachpelo, because Shrosha was Bikdusha. And that's why Esav is Havaya times eight, because seven had to go to Yaakov, and one of them, one of them had to go to Esav. Esav is Begematria, how much? 356. What's the cheshman of 356 says that flaw? Because Esav has seven madrigas of Tumor. Tomei is Begematria 50. 50 times 70, 50 times 7 is 350. Esav, he said, is 356. It's 376. 376 minus 350 is 26. That's Havaya. So Yaakov is Begematria 182, because what's Yaakov? He's seven times Havaya. But Esav has seven koiches of Tumor plus one of Havaya. So he has 350, that's Tomei times seven, plus he has one Havaya, which is 26. And that's the Cheshben, that's the Cheshben of Esav being Begematria 376. He said, what was Yaakov trying to do? Says the floor, I was already Masber that when Yaakov Avinu was fighting with Sarish Alesa, what was his kavana? What was he out for? What he was trying to do was he was trying to not beat the Sultan. That he knew he can do. He always had Yaakov Yaakov. He always had the Vayakveni Zepamoyim. What he was trying to do was Doinus Nasan Schuyas. This is a Sarla Zazel. He's trying to get the Satan sometimes to operate on the Tzadak Dusha, which would be a Rizig and Rizig Again, above our pay grade. But clearly, the Void of Yom Kippur pivots around this Indian. So this is something that's very, very critical. And that was Nabadi was trying. He was trying to do the same thing with Asa. He did it with Zarish. So it's the next parish of the Torah. He got, he was successful, right? He was able to do what he did with Zarish Alesa. Kisarisa. He was Matzliach. Now it's time to do it with Asa. So what does the Pasuk say? He knocks out the seven Koychs of Tumor. With the seven Kriyos, the same way Rebachar Yaakov did in Kedush Chavtesam and Beis, like the Megal HaMukas, he was Mechavim to. Ad Gishtoi Ad Ochiv. Until he came to his brother. What does it mean, Ad Ochiv? Ochiv means always, he's Ochiv, right? The Beis Alevi, who said, Hatzileni Nomi, Ad Ochim, Ad Esav. Ochi is when he's praving like Ochi. He's Becham to the Beis Alevi in the Shtekel. Beis Alevi is Becham to the Aflo. And the Ad Esav is when Esav comes like Esav. Ad Ochiv means when he was, he was behaving like Ochiv. Because what he was trying to do was, he was trying to knock out the seven Koiches of Tomo until he would be left with Ochiv. He would be left with Kedusha. What's the gematria of Ochiv, says that flaw? It's 25, which means with the koilal, it's 26, it's Havaya. And that's exactly what he was trying to do. He was taking from Esau, which is 376, seven kriyos to knock out the seven koiches of Toma. And what are you going to be left with? What are you going to be left with is Ochiv. That's what you're going to be left with. And Ochiv is that Indian. Was Yaakov Inu Matzliach? What does the Pasuk say? Vayar, it's Esau the Krosai. Esau ran towards him. Vayichapkeyu. With all the pintle on top of Vayishakeyu, right? Vayivku. Okay, look at Rashi. Amrab Shibim Vayichoy, Rashi Vayichoy said, How lochi be your duish, Esav Swain Eliyakim? This is the quote. Everyone knows Rashi Vayichoy said, Rashi Vayichoy was Dirish time at the cross said, This is a halacha, right? Here he doesn't know reason, Ramesh Pirza. But I'll put him a lochi, Esav Swain Eliyakim. Elo, Shenich Murachim Abba Usasha, the Noshka Bechal Levi. 
Vayishnakeu was Bechol Liboy. He was Matzliach. Yaakovino was Kisariso. And he did the same thing with Esau. And what's, what does the Pasuk say? Reb Shimon Bayuchai who said, Allah Esau says the one time it wasn't like that. That this was real. At this one time in history, it was But that's the side. The side says the Hafla is that Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu is 182. That's the seven kikes of, of Kedusha. That's 26 times seven. It's Avaya times seven. Ace of is 376. It's Tommy times 7, which is 350, plus the one Havaya that he was like to, and that makes it 376. And Yaakov Avinu's avoida is, you have to try to fight against the Satan. That's what it is. But then there's even a Hechre Madrega. There's a Madrega of Zdoinus Nasus Chuyas. A Madrega that's but Yaakov Avinu was able to do that. And he was able to go and knock him out and knock him out. How did he do it? The same way Rav Yaakov did it in Kedushan, Tavchov test from the days. And he did it, Mamish Agishtoy Ad Ochiv. Until he stripped away the seven levels of Toma. And what was he left with? Ochiv, which is the Gematria of Avai. Mamish Tvon Meflom Adamoy. It says the That's the Oymik when Esau, when Yitzchak gave the Brachis. And the brothers were vying for the brachas. How many brachas did Yaakov get? Yaakov got seven brachas. Why did he get seven brachas? It's Yaakov. Yaakov is a value times seven. He got seven brachas. And also Esau comes in and he realizes that he was fooled. Yaakov. Oh, he's Yaakov. You got, you got the seven brachas. He tells his father, I know you have one more bracha. Because your name is Yitzchak. And Yitzchak's 208. And Yaakov is only 182. There's one bracha left, and I want that bracha. And that's what he got. He got that bracha. And he's Zoycha, he gets that one bracha. That was, that's the Hemshech. He says, What's going on in these psukim? Again, it's a window into a world that we know exists, but, you know, we unfortunately don't have so much access to. But the bottom line is, is, is I, I understand, he's Yaakov, but I know there's one bracha left. Because you're Yitzchak, you're Reish Ches, this Kuf Pei Beis, this 26, I want that bracha. And he got that bracha, says the Hafla. Says the Hafla, the seventh bracha that Yaakov Inu got was the bracha of Hein Gvir Samtavloch. How do I know that? It's Rashi Nechomish. Rashi says, Hein Gvir Bracha, who is it? This was the seventh bracha that Yaakov Avinu got. He got the bracha of Ken Gvir Samtech Lach. We know that bracha that was given to Yaakov Avinu is Mitla Tali Vekai. It's Yaakov's bracha, but Yaakov could lose this. The Pasik says that Vayan Yitzchak Ove Vayomer Elov, Hine Mishmani Oris, Yir Moshavach, Mital Shmaniol, and it's Vahir Kashetorid Ufarak to Ula Me'al Tzavarecha. That if Yaakov Avinu is ever going to slip, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is you can go ahead and you can take the Malchus. And that's the Gemara. Megillah, Malay Azu, Charev Right? If somebody tells you that Roymi and Tzion are both Kanakim, don't believe him. He's lying to you. Why? It's not possible because the Malchus is going to be either to Yaakov or it's going to. That means Yaakov got seven brachas. But really, one of the seven brachas, the seventh bracha, is Mitla Tali Vakai, says the Hafla. That's what we say. That La'asu Lavoi, it's going to be Va'olu Moshim, Bahar Tzion. Tzion is Begematria 156. 156 is 26 times 6. The Yidin and the end of days are going to come to Tzion. And it's Tzion, Yaakov Avinu is going to come 156. They're going to be vying over the 7th bracha. 
That's what they're going to be fighting over. And what's the seventh bracha? It's the Malchus. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to be Menatzeach. And it's going to be Behoisel Hashem HaMalucha. We're going to get the Malucha back. But it's Marumas in Hashem, Havaya. Because Havaya, that's going to be the last 26. We're going to go from Tzion back to Yaakov. We're going to get back that last 26. Al Kaponim. This is, again, there's a lot more here. Just the Toya Mel Chayim Zochu of what's happening. If you want to see it inside, Good luck. But it's in the Hamakna. <laughs> I'd wait till El Shimurim to go through this. But it's in the Hamakna right here in Kedushan Chavtes on the days. The two shtiklach that we spoke out in Parshas Vayishlach. If you have the new part in the office, they cross-reference on the bottom a whole bunch of other shtiklach. But one thing's for sure. This Maisa with Rachel by Yaakov, this is not just a story about slaying a dragon. This Goyse Kavanos over here, this is obviously what Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Seifer meant. With an Ayim Beseifer, I'm not, you have a Kasha, why didn't Abaya do it by himself? This is a whole different Avoid. I mean, this is a, this is a reason Avoid, it's not as a Kasha. Yeah, Abaya was able to handle, he says, Ayim Beseifer, I'm not, then you're not going to have any Kashas, Vikach Hava, and we will stop here.